All right, so let's talk about the banishment, shall we? Well, so I know a lot of our listeners are really familiar with George um, and our readers of uh, our magazine. Um, but I'd like to first, if you guys could introduce yourselves and kind of tell me a little bit about how this project came together, how you guys uh, got to know George and uh, got this ball rolling. Uh, I'm Hayes. I'm a audio engineer, producer, remixer, guitar player, and keyboard player. <laughs> I know it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but, there will be, um, be a shorter list. Um, name all the things you don't do. I'm eclectic. <laughs> so you're multi-talented. Yeah, you're you're Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Our keyboardist, instrumentalist, programmer, and guitar player, uh, uh, Hayes. <laughs> Joe Hayes. You're killing yeah, me, man. No, but what I was ago. saying was, what, what was the question? <laughs> Shit. Um, we've all had careers. You know, we've done other things. And I, I'm usually buried in the studio, so I'm not really ever in a band. And so I'm always on the other side of the glass. But um, uh, I played in Lords of Acid, and that was fun. We toured the country. So, you know, uh yeah, I mean, I, I play some guitar, but it's like, you know, it, it's awesome having somebody like George who, who people perceive him as being like a rock guy, um, but, you know, it's like, it's awesome. So uh, I programmed things and did things and played some things, and George would come in and get inspired and lay down some crazy guitar stuff, and we kind of pushed each other in the studio, and the first few uh, sessions that we did like the inception of this music we did 15 hour sessions and the studio was like it's like two two 15 year olds with a pile of gear you know just having fun plugging stuff in crazy guitar pedal combinations and the floor is full of pedals and vintage gear everywhere and just chaos and awesomeness and and real um, messy art (laughs) so i've only been able to hear the first first track um, but what I've heard is, is really cool. Um, I'm kind of a big fan of bands like KMFDM as well, industrial rock from uh, early 90s. Um, so I like the electronic uh, kind of guitar-fused sound. Um, yes. So is this material really diverse, or can I expect more of the same, I guess, throughout the, the rest of the album, other than just the single that's been released so far? Uh, both. <laughs> Definitely both. <Yeah. laughs> In, you're you're going to intentionally get more of the single, and you're going to intentionally get things that don't make any sense. And they do make sense to to me and to you know <laughs> and Hayes, but other people are going to think they're not going to make sense. And that's the weird thing about this is it this all came together quite easily um, through extreme circumstances in in different parts of our lives. Like Hayes and I were moving around at the same time for the first year of this project. We could not stay still at all until the pandemic <laughs> shut our lives down. And then once the <laughs> pandemic shut our lives down, we realized this is the only time we're going to get this done. It doesn't matter if we're moving. And uh, we, we started pushing it to get finished. So how did you guys connect with George originally? Um, okay, so originally I was in L.A. doing some work, and uh, this is actually a great – it's actually better if George tells it, but I'll, I guess I'll give the uh, Reader's Digest version. We had a mutual friend, Mandy Lyon, of World War Three, and he was also in a band sure. with Jakey Lee uh, when he left Ozzy. 
Yeah, and yeah, um, so Mandy's been around, and Mandy actually ended up singing uh, on the Beast, which was uh, a great song on George's first solo album. Sure. Uh, you know, so it was, yeah, it was like one of my favorite tracks on Sacred Groove, right? And so I ended up knowing. Uh, well, back when I lived in LA, I, I knew Mandy. We became friends, and. I've always wanted to work with Mandy. Mandy always wanted to work with George again. And so he connected us and made a formal introduction. And nobody really knows who I am because I am, you know, I, I, like I said, I play guitar in Lord's Vast and I've worked with Gatch and Nine Snails and all these people, but I'm, I'm the guy behind the curtain. So sure. it's always like, who are you? What's going on? Do you really know what you're doing? <laughs> and yeah, so, so it was crazy. I, I wrote a bunch of stuff, uh, ideas. Just, you know, throwing stuff up in the air and, and just kind of, you know, hey, I'm just going to do my thing. And then sent some stuff to George, flew out to L.A. It was completely insane. He had no idea who I was. Mandy vouched for me, but and, and it was crazy. We, 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 we were in the studio and he's like, okay, well, I guess you're camping at my house. And so, you know, I'm sitting there like, and, and, and honestly, without getting like too, 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 you know, too dorky with it. As a guitar player, I mean, George was like one of my favorite guitar players, I, honestly, right? But at the same time, I love, you know, Robin. I love Nine Channels. I love all that stuff. So I always had this weird duality between all the rocker people thought, you know, Trent Reznor and that whole thing was just, you know, terrible and, and this and that. And so for me to be able to actually go, I'm actually working with like my favorite guitar player, but not in a corny way. It's actually my friend. We can yell at each other. And, and that came out of it. You know what I mean? You're like, no, dude, play it this way. It's like, F you, F you. And then we love each other. It's great. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know, to be able to mix, like take your favorite guitar player and, 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 and put him in the context of that dark, skinny puppy, nine nails world. Sure. And um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, craziness. I love it. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's the passion coming through in the music. Yeah, and, and his first single is interesting. Like, right at the very beginning, I'm sort of getting like, a, you know, George's version of kind of a Hendrix vibe, a little bit of bluesy uh, influence there. But, but then it quickly, you know, quickly reverts over to uh, something a, a little darker, a little heavier, and uh, it, it's a nice mix. It's very cool, very eclectic. Ah, so that's I, one for Dev. Oh, <laughs> Well, I, I was dead set on cutting out that intro because I thought it was so bizarre, but Dev pushed for it, and so okay. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about that, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of sounds. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. Probably, you know, if you're looking at it as a creator for editing something, you kind of think, well, maybe that does not fit with the rest of the track. But I, it's also what I liked about it. I mean, that's, when I'm listening to it, George, I like it. George, George, would you write the thing? How was it? It's there, right? You, um, you know, it was just sort of a, I'm not sure what we were thinking when we laid it down, but it was just sort of an afterthought piece. And then after I heard what you did to the song, when you finished your vocals, I kind of like, well, this doesn't have anything to be interested, nothing to do with the rest of the song. And I'm you sort of, you know, old school in the sense that formulas, you know, you, you need reoccurring parts, thematic parts, and it's something that the beginning it needs to be a bookend at the end and all this kind of thing. It, can't sure. One off, so. They don't even hear what they did. It, it is in the rest of the song. It has to be in there. There's, there's multiple versions. It's gorgeous. It had to be there. Yeah, I can literally, <laughs> it's, it's in my head, it's beautiful. And without that piece of music, there's no way I would have written the lyrics for this song. There's no way I would have come up with the melody that blasts through the opening. And, it, and it's a harsh melody, and it's an ugly melody, 
but the, but the, the solo is is enigmatic and massive and anthemic. It's so it's, yeah. I don't know. It just totally inspired the rest of me, and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> it's just got this, got this kind of what? standalone, standalone Hendrixy kind of almost Buddhist childish kind of intro thing, and then yeah, and bust uh, into this sort of I don't know what you would call. How would you define what it? Spine chilling. It's just spine chilling. It's beautiful. Tune down, we have a, you know, symphonic, synthetic, you know, heavy music. I love it. You know, I mean, the thing is, you know, we wrote this stuff pretty, relatively quickly, Hayes and I initially, the the instrumental version of these songs. And, and you know, really the work, the work was not, I mean, there was, there was a bunch of work in creating everything, of course, but it, it really the, the, the harder part of, of, of the compositions was uh, editing them and arranging them because sure. there was such a, such a strange, at least for me, such a strange mix of, of parts. And, 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 you know, especially not the typical music I'm used to writing, you know, it's not, sure. it's not the power rock, you know. <laughs> not uh, riff based uh, all the way through. There's all kinds of other strange elements, which you know, of course, everybody else brought, brought to the table. And I, I was really trying to, you know, do something that I've never done before, which is, you know, I, I love industrial music. I can't say that I that I know all the bands and, and uh, you know, I'm a student of that genre, but I do love what what you know the, the, the industrial music I've been exposed to, and um, and uh, I, I, I just felt like, well, you know, I would sure, you know, if you, if you ask me what band would you most want to be in, if you could just be in any band and be a, and, and embed yourself in that and be a part of the writing and, and performing, I would say The Prodigy or Nine Inch Nails, you know. And, and uh, I know that's just silly, but I mean, you know, in a play, I'm just thinking of playful sense in an ideal world, in your dream world. And so, since I'm sure Trent isn't going to, you know, hasn't been ringing my phone off the hood, I'm probably <laughs> just going to have to create that myself with the help of, you know, obviously Hayes and Devitts, and, and that's what we've done, essentially. How important for you, George, is it to continue to stretch your musical boundaries? I mean, because you're, you're definitely creative, you've done a lot of side projects. Um, but I get the idea that you probably feel stuck sometimes just being, as you said, a power rock band and kind of want to, you know, stretch the boundary a little, try other things. I, 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 I don't know if really that's the right way of looking at it. I, I think that's, that's the default position uh, of kind of, you know, but, you know, it's really, it's just a matter of, of uh, perspective. You know, I mean, I was never any one type of music. I've always been mm-hmm. sort of an improvisational player. And it just, I, I think of myself as sort of the Zelig of guitar players. And Zelig mm-hmm. is this slow <laughs> documentary that, that you're yeah. familiar with, that Woody oh, Allen did back in the <laughs> 70s. And it was this fictitious character that would basically acclimate to any environment he was in and become what was required of him. So we just hang out with surgeons. He could actually perform surgery. He was hanging out with politicians. He would be a successful politician and run for government and actually win and, and govern. Um, so, uh, 
So just by osmosis, he would acquire the skills he needed to become what he was around. And uh, I sort of have an element to that myself where, and I think I've learned that from just learning how to play guitar and how to do music because I've never been trained in the formal sense and I don't know music theory, but I would just listen, you know, and play along the records and, and sure. emulate what I heard and not knowing exactly how it works. But so that's all I'm doing because I'm just playing with different kinds of music, you know, um, and I just was fortunate to have success in one genre in a, you know, a certain decade. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> through other periods of time, I've done all kinds of, you know, sure. like all kinds of music. And it really, it's just, you know, the 80s defined me, but it's not really fit myself in that to define me. Exactly. It's kind of like a, an actor being typecast, maybe. Um, you know, I think a lot of people yeah, recognize yeah. you from from Dawkins and Lynch Mob, and they, you know, they have that uh, appeal from that from that genre, that Sunset Strip days. But yeah, if you follow your career closely, which you know, I'm a huge fan. You're my favorite guitarist of all time, so it's great for me to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, you definitely kind of run the gambit of various projects, different styles, uh, and, and I actually like that. I mean, not only is it creative, but you know, it gives you an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, like express yourself in a different way. You're, you're probably one of the one of the greatest guitarists that I've ever heard that, you know, it has an expressive tone that when I hear it, I know it's you. Um, and so there's not too many people like that. Eddie Van Halen was one of those uh, guitarists and Jimi Hendrix. Um, but, you know, to have your style that I can kind of pick it out no matter what, like a Pepsi challenge taste test is, uh, you know, a testament to the, to the playing ability because a lot of these guys, there's a lot of great guitarists, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great guitarists out there, but they don't have something that you can just easily identify and say, I know who that is just from listening to it. Uh, and, and George is one of those guys. And even if it's a different format like this, um, you know, a different genre somewhat, you mentioned I, it. I still recognize you mentioned that about Cam at the end, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. they were they, – they had this guy, Gunther Stone. And he's yeah. One of the guys in, in that sort of widespread industrial accident to close the new documentary from Wax Track. You know, <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to dial chime in on that. that. No, it's fine. Because I, I, you know him, too. And we've, we've seen that guy in passing, yeah. and he's incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's really good. He and I have actually been talking about doing something, but not like what what you know Lynch and I have done. It's like we we've been like, well, what kind of you know we you know we're two guitar players, and and you know I get it. And I, you're right though, Dev, because like he's the only people. It's just came FDM sometimes had like you know our pages and stuff like this. You know, like like you know, shreddy guitar stuff. Uh, but but, but you're right now. that nobody nobody has this. Whatever's happening think... now, nobody has it. <laughs> But I mean, like one thing. Well, especially think, you know, you know what you don't hear. You know what you don't hear a lot. Of what I was feel was missing was, and, and I'm not even saying just in, in industrial music, but you know, any kind of other music other than you know, uh, blues, blues-based power rock or heavy yeah. rock or whatever you want to call it, um, is that there was you find sometimes you would find guitar in a different genre of music, but it wouldn't be blues-based. Heavy mm-hmm. guitar. It would be just kind of heavy guitar, you know, yeah. without the soul, without the soul element, and that's what I'm missing. And I think that's what we we're trying to achieve with this, which I think is a huge distinction. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's kind of what I'm. I mean, it's hard to put it into words, but but yeah, again, what I'm referring to in your sound, I feel like it's a part of George that comes out in his playing, um, and, and that's the recognizable part I'm talking about. And and I can see where, you know, based off of what you were saying, adapting, you definitely are like a, a chameleon of guitar, but yet there's still that identifying layer. Uh, maybe it's just like you said, it's the soul or spirit party that comes out in what, when you play. Uh, but it, but it's fantastic. I love it that it carries over into all the different uh, side projects and different things you do, regardless of what genre it is. You know, all, all, all rock is uh, all rock is a product of the blues, and you know, and wherever that was sourced from. So you you know, keep following that back. But that's what I learned from was blues music, and so that's always been a part. Uh, component of, of my style, no matter what job I'm playing against. So sure. I think that's the distinction uh, that we carry. Uh, one of the distinctions we carry. Obviously, we all we all contribute and bring a unique aspect to the band, and that that that, that trifold uh, chemistry that that makes us what we are and is unique uh, as a package. But that's just from my from my perspective. That's what how I see my contribution. You know, if I may, it's, um, again, not to reiterate this too much, but it is bizarre because um, sometimes in life, you know, life just takes you certain places, and, and it's very strange for, for me to, to do a project like this because, um, you know, as my career has, has grown, I mean, like, you know, like I said, I played guitar in Lewis of Acid, but... I mean, you know, Raymond Watts from Pig, you know, I'm name dropping here, but, you know, but, you know, Chris Renner from Nails. I mean, all these people are like, hey, you know, they call me up or whatever, and they're like, you want to do a remix? And I'm like, I've never advertised remixing. I like remixing, but it's something I didn't try to do. It's just, I just, you know what I mean? Like, you just sort of, you wake up one day and you're like, oh, that's who I am. That's what I do. And working with George, uh, sorry, Lynch. Lynch, <laughs> um, not George. <laughs> I love you. It, it's like George of the Jungle. But but the bottom line, it's such a weird combination. And, and again, it's like I keep emphasizing this because literally, if you wanted to, you know, like, hey, I'm going to do some guitar thing, go hire a programmer in LA. Come on, you can do that. Easy. You know, guys are great. You know, uh, they're great. You know, it's probably going to sound pretty stock. It won't sound interesting. You know, and and you know, it, I, I wish we had more video of our studio antics. I mean, that's that's also what kind of drove this whole thing. You know, it's like, like our trip you know, to Taco Bell. Oh, no, no, don't talk about that. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Or actually, okay. I have a picture of me putting on eyeliner uh, going to the award show, by the way. I have a picture of that. I don't know how I even took a picture. I'm going to send it to you anyways. But, yeah, um, <laughs> we went to this award show, and it was, oh, my gosh. Yeah, then we went to Taco Bell. And, um, or Jordan, yeah, it's like Lynch is playing solos in his, in his you know, pajamas. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, what's happening right now? <laughs> Right. Well, we would break, you know, we'd, we'd work these long hours, you know, these 12-hour days, whatever, my own studio, and then, you know, we'd go out to get lunch, you know, down the street just to break it up because of, you know, the pressure from working, you know, being in the pressure cooker of a laboratory, you know, is just sort of, you need to decompress for a second, you know. Sure. And so we do, we just, let's get in the car and go, you know, somewhere and just air out for a second, you know. I mean, but that's the only thing around us is like, you know, I lived near a truck stop, which was fast food. So Hayes would, uh, you know, he'd get in the car, but Hayes is very 
much, you know, he's got a he's got a look, he's got an image, which is awesome. But you know, it's very much about you know having the eyeliner on and everything and, and, and scarves or whatever. So I mean, I'm not trying to throw you on the bus here. Just saying, I love it. It's cool. But you know, we're going to a we're going to a Taco Bell at a truck stop. Maybe uh, <laughs> you know, like try to take it easy and not hit the speed bumps. You know, going over hit don't hit the. Uh, the, the, the potholes when I'm trying to get put on my eyeliner, you know, in the mirror on the. Those are the moments I remember. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't remember anything about the music. I just remember that. That's the glam yeah. side. No one's, no one's just talking about the glam side of the group. And that's the glam. He's <laughs> not to bring the glam. <laughs> the glam. So, so who came up with the? Who came up with the name The Banishment? Just out of curiosity. Well, Tommy Victor actually. Tommy Victor was working with us for a while. And Tommy did a couple oh, yeah? songs with us that came out great, and which will be, as a side you note, know, uh, will probably be released later on as, you know, as a bonus track or something. But we haven't figured that out yet. But um, uh, when we were working with Tommy, he came up with that with that uh, band name. And uh, because before that, Hayes, what would we call it? It was Unimog, like the utility truck. Oh, that's right. We were called Unimog. We were driving that's around right. and, and uh, yeah, I think yeah, you, you suggested it. And I was like, yeah, it's so industrial, Unimog. <laughs> kind of Germanic. Kind of non-description. Germanic? You mean Germanic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, it sounds like you guys have had a lot of fun. We've been I don't think we would have. I don't think we would have. Uh, I mean, what's better than that? <laughs> so, how many songs do you yeah, guys yeah. have have done at this point? I, I know you've released the first single, uh, but how's the recording go? Songs? Well, we've got almost everything done. Um, there's a lot of work that has to go into the completion of this thing. Sure. But all of the writing is 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 done. The last bit of it's on my shoulders for finishing it, and. We have an opportunity because I'm coming up with these last couple of songs to make this a modern record. So it's going to hopefully be dealing with 2021, not so much 2020, because we've all suffered through it. But it's a lot of 2020s in there, which is strange because it was started before the pandemic and very difficult to finish during the pandemic. Sure. And uh, now with all of these, well, all of the insane things happening in our system. <laughs> It's a good thing to get, you know, to try to survive off of what you do best. And these are, I mean, we talk, these are the things that we do best. I, that's, it doesn't mean I always get, we always get paid to do these things, but, you know, we, we got to finish this up and move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so much more to come if we can pull this thing off. Now, you guys have a campaign yeah, I mean, set up, too, to help with the recording, right? Yeah, yeah uh, we have an Indiegogo campaign uh, that we're running for a few weeks, a few more weeks, and uh, we're trying to raise money to help um, offset the cost of, of the production. So that sure. uh, what we have left to do is basically vocals and uh, a lot of edits and arrangements. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the music has been created, essentially. Most of the music has been created. I mean, you know, the drums are there, the, the guitars are there, all the parts are there, the bass is there. Uh, maybe adding some things to that, but fundamentally we need to get the vocals finished uh, and we need to get the arrangements uh, sorted out and then everything needs to get mixed 
to go into a big studio to do that. And then we master it. Uh, we finish the artwork. Uh, we, we, we have done our photo shoot. And we'd like to do some videos. We'd like to do video for every song. Uh, but we're starting to dabble in the video world so far. We've got a little piece that we did with um, a gentleman that we're working with that works with Evix. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, we still have to produce everything. We met. We, we are uh, focused on getting everything out there in February, meaning uh, we'll be able to deliver CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, and all the other things that we're uh, giving away and uh, enhancements for our uh, Indiegogo campaign for people that want to directly support our efforts to uh, uh, finish this record that we've been working on for going up seven years now. That um, we've self-funded at this point. So, well, absolutely. Um, we'll be sure and put a link. Yeah, we'll be sure and put a link uh, for anybody who wants to contribute. And I mean, that's a great way. I noticed, uh, you know, some of the things that you're giving, um, you know, for people contributing is is really cool. You got several packages there, autographed CDs, and I mean, it's just it's amazing a little set for people to get a collected item too while they're at it. So. Yeah, I we have a couple of pedals that we used in the recording process. We have a guitar that'll be signed. Um, Devix worked on some artwork, which I contributed uh, uh, some effort to as well. So we did. We just have shared art canvases that we're selling in different sizes, and, and uh, well, I'm just selling, but you know, offering to people for, for um, mm-hmm. you know, for their uh, support. Um, well, thank you, Bobby. Yeah, thank you guys, um, and you know we're supporting you pretty heavily here at Excess Rock. We'll put up a, a link to your campaign. Uh, I wish you guys all the luck in the world, George. You're my favorite guitarist of all time. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, and I'm very, very interested to hear this new collaboration uh, with you guys. I'm sure you're, you know, you guys have been around the scene, like you said, you're just not known yet. Uh, hopefully, this will help bring you guys to the forefront as well and get you uh, some some notoriety a- along the way. So, thank you so much for taking Thanks. your time out, and I appreciate it greatly. Thanks for your help and support. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.